welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. 20 years ago, United States Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld answered a question during a news briefing this way. There are known knowns, there are things we know we know, we also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are things we do not know, but there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. And so it is with history. We tell stories about the past, but we know we don't know all of the facts that were in play during reported events. An example of this conundrum is the local story that has become known as the Stratton Mountain Tragedy. The story has been told many times, and there are various versions that present similarities and differences as to what actually occurred. The incident was first reported in local newspapers. It was then told again as a poem that was published in school readers distributed throughout the country in Europe. Over 20 years later, it was repeated as song lyrics, and the story has continued into this century with a recording by local musical group Red Heart the Ticker in 2011. The story begins in 1793 when Lucy Goodell was born in Brattleboro. She was the daughter of Joseph Goodell and Lucy King Goodell. In 1812, while living in Marlboro, Vermont, she married Harrison Blake. Over the next eight years, they would produce five children who were born in Brattleboro, Marlboro, and Newfane. By 1821, the family had moved to Salem, New York, and there were reports that Mr. Blake was employed as a brickmaker. While the couple produced five children, two had died while quite young, leaving three alive in 1821. In December of that year, Lucy Harrison and their 14-month-old daughter, Rebecca, left Salem, New York to travel to see their relatives in Newfane and Marlboro, Vermont. It is not known why the two older children did not travel with them. The family began the journey with a horse and sleigh in Arlington, Vermont. At the western foot of the Green Mountains, Harrison Blake asked the tavern keeper if the trail over the mountains was safe to travel. Various stories report that there were between three and six inches of snow on the ground. The tavern keeper said that the trail was safe and the sleigh should be able to cross the mountains in three hours. Different newspaper reports state that the family began their trip over the mountain trail as early as 1 p.m. and as late as 3 p.m. At that time of the year, it gets dark pretty early. Either way, they would have been traveling in the dark. The first three miles were smooth traveling, but the snow became deeper, and soon there were no sleigh tracks to follow over the mountain. The snow was now three feet deep, and the horse became so tired they unhitched the animal from the sleigh. Lucy Blake and the child then rode on horseback while Harrison Blake led the animal along the trail. At some point, the horse could go no further, and they continued on foot. It had become dark, and they pushed on through the deep snow. This part of the trail was known as Nine Mile Wood. The trail crested in the Green Mountains in this area and no dwellings existed on either side of the mountain for the nine mile stretch. Their situation became desperate. Harrison gave Lucy his overcoat and mittens and left her and the child in order to go more quickly along the trail. To maintain contact, Harrison and Lucy called to one another in the darkness as they each tried to push on. After a while, Harrison found that without his coat and mittens, he was running out of energy. He had no feeling in his arms and legs and believed he was freezing to death. He called to his wife and told her he could go no further. She replied that she would attempt to catch up to him so they would die together. Unknown to them, their voices had been heard by others. Various versions of the story attribute different people with hearing the couple calling to one another in the middle of the night. Regardless, no one ventured out that night to see what the yelling was all about.
The next day, word was passed to Johnson Richardson that voices were heard out of the trail in the night. Richardson's father had headed out on the trail that previous day, so at about 11 a.m., Richardson went up to the trail to see if his father was somehow stranded on the mountain. After walking up Nine Mile Wood for about two miles, he found Harrison Blake lying on his face in the snow. Richardson lifted him up, but Harrison was senseless. His hands and feet were badly frozen. Richardson gave him spirit, massaged his extremities, and carried him back down to the trail to the nearest home. Harrison wasn't able to talk until 4 p.m. He shared that his wife and child were still on the mountain. Richardson and the others went back to the trail to look for them. Lucy Blake was found about a half a football field further along the trail from where Harrison had been discovered. Lucy was also face down in the snow. Rescuers lifted her up. She breathed a few times and then died without regaining consciousness. Rebecca, the 14-month-old child, was found almost half a mile further back on the trail. She was wrapped in her father's overcoat, her mother's cloak, and the blankets from the sleigh. The rescuers pulled the blankets from little Rebecca Blake's face and she smiled up at them. She was uninjured except for one toe, which was badly frozen. It is not known why the infant was so far away from her mother. Harrison Blake and Rebecca were carried to her grandparents' home. Harrison had four toes on his left foot amputated. Lucy Blake's body was buried in the South Newfane Cemetery the following week. Newspapers picked up the story and it was published throughout New England and New York. Seba Smith was an editor of the Portland, Maine newspaper, The Eastern Argus. Within a year, he had published a poem based upon the incident. The poem did not mention Harrison. It was a cautionary tale about New England winters. The poem was also a sentimental story of a mother who sacrificed everything to save her child. By 1828, the poem made its way into anthologized readers for schools across the nation. A Brattleboro printing company produced Pierpoint's National Reader in 1832. The poem, then called The Snowstorm, was part of the collection. For more than 20 years, the poem continued to be printed in various school readers found in the United States and England. In 1843, a version of the poem was converted into song lyrics, joined with a tune, and became a copyrighted song. In 1932, Brattleboro Stephen Day Press published a book called Vermont Folk Songs and Ballads, entitled the song Stratton Mountain Tragedy. Marlboro's Margaret MacArthur kept the song alive during the last century, and the related music group Red Heart the Ticker recorded a version of the song in 2011. Lucy's three children were raised by others in Marlboro. Rebecca and another daughter were cared for by their grandparents while Lucy's son was taken in by the Rhodes family. In 1830, the Rhodes moved to Ohio and Lucy's son went with them. Meanwhile, in 1823, Harrison Blake remarried and went on to have eight more children. His new family remained in Vermont until 1831 and then moved to New York and eventually Ohio. Rebecca also moved to Ohio and in 1844 married Stephen DeGroat. They would go on to have six children, and Rebecca lived to be 77 years old, passing away in Cleveland, Ohio. What follows is the poem that was printed in young people's readers for decades in the 1800s. A snowstorm. The cold wind swept the mountains height, and pathless was the dreary wild. And mid the cheerless hours of night, a mother wandered with her child. As through the drifting snow she pressed, the babe was sleeping on her breast, and colder still the wind did blow, and darker hours of night came on, and deeper grew the drifting snow. Her limbs were chilled, her strength was gone. Oh God, she cried in accent wild, if I must perish, save my child. She stripped her mantle from her breast and bared her bosom to the storm. And round the child she wrapped the vest. 
and smiled to think her babe was warm. With one cold kiss, one tear she shed, and sunk upon her snowy bed. At dawn a traveler passed by and saw her neath a snowy veil. The frost of death was in her eye, her cheek was cold and hard and pale. He moved the robe from off the child. The babe looked up and sweetly smiled. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.